Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from lead pastor Jamie Miller. All right, if you would open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Ephesians 6, 18 says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So, I'm going to expand on that here today as we finish this series. And just a reminder that, like Graydon just said on the announcement, we've got prayer and fasting starting. So, three days of prayer starting Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and we'll be breaking that either before or after our evening thing on whatever you want to do there on uh, Wednesday night. That'll be at 7. And uh, man, I just, I'm, I'm really expectant about this particular time of prayer and fasting just because the water level is just so high in the church right now with expectation and faith for, for prayer. And so looking forward to seeing what all God's going to do. And in this series we're wrapping up today called Pray It In. So far, we've looked at the power of prayer. We've talked about the life and the prayers of Jesus. We've, we've looked at learning to pray it in with Jesus. And we talked about praying with authority, praying with faith, praying with perseverance. Last week, we said, hey, let's bring it together. We said, pray it in together. Like there's a value for us in praying together corporately. God just does wonderful stuff when we come together to pray. And this week, it's uh, pray it in with all kinds of prayers I was originally going to call this Pray It In with Apostolic Prayers, and then as I got to talking with a lot of different people, I just kept getting fresh ideas, and I thought instead of just Apostolic Prayers, I thought we'd create a big hopper, and we're going to toss in all kinds of prayer ideas for today. So just ideas that will stir you up, hopefully encourage you in prayer. That's where we're going. And just as a reminder too, uh, on the first week we talked about the mystery of prayer, and I just want to say a word about that again because I've gotten a few questions just along the way. And part of the thing is, when we, when we talk about prayer, we're, we're touching on one of the big mysteries of our faith, and that is that God is sovereign. He created us. He created the heavens and the earth, and He created us. And He could have already done everything that He wanted to do, but He's chosen in His sovereignty, and it's a mystery to us, to connect His will being done on the earth to people praying. He says, I want you to pray. I command you to pray. Ask. Seek, knock, until now you've not, you've not asked, but ask in my name and your joy will be complete. So he wants us, he models that for us. But there's, there's a mystery there because it's not just like God's just, and he's only will answer prayer, only do something if we pray. It's a partnership. So, I mean, he came to us while we were still sinners and dead in our sins. He came, right? Everybody tracking. So, I'm, I'm unpacking the mystery of sovereignty and free will here in about 30 seconds. That's just one of the most divisive things in the history, schismatic history of the church. But, uh, but so if, like, if I'm a child and my dad's in another room and I'm a little bitty kid and I'm hungry and I need food, you know, it'd be weird for, I, I have to ask before my dad comes and brings me food. So he's like, he does, he's always moving. 
He's always working on our behalf. He's always wooing us and drawing us. But as we grow up, He's also wanting to partner with us. And He wants to have a relationship with us where we talk with Him and we respond to Him and we express His will on the earth as His ambassadors. Does that make sense? So all of that's going on in prayer and just a big, everybody take a big deep breath on sovereignty and free will. God, there's, it's whatever sovereignty means, it, we can't define it in a way that leaves out love. So like, God, because God loves us and because He wants us to love Him, there's always going to be a measure of a free will in responding. It would be, if I didn't have a choice, if Laura didn't have a choice to respond to James in love, that would be weird. And yet, this is the picture of God's love for us. Everybody tracking? So there's this this love response that God wants us to have. And and part of the way we do that and enter into that is in prayer. It's it's a beautiful, but it's a mystery. So we're praying in the kingdom. Even talking about the kingdom. The kingdom is now, but it's also not yet. And so sometimes we see delays in answer to prayer. Sometimes we don't see those answers to prayer. We pray for healing for somebody. But it encourages me that God's kingdom really is now. It's like D-Day in World War II. You know, the Allies invaded Normandy. And in one sense, victory was assured from then on. There were other battles that had to be fought. But, but the Allies were going to win. And that's the way it is with G- like Jesus' victory is certain but we live in a time where we get to express that victory in our lives through trials and ups and downs and all of this, these different things that we face. Does that make sense? And so our testimonies are in process. They're being written. We're not, and I would never choose trials for anybody. And yet we go through trials. And a lot of us would say some of the trials were the times that we grew the most. But we would never choose it, but we learned so much through those persevering, enduring kind of times. So how do we do this? Let me give you four quick thoughts. These are not the points of the sermon, but just four thoughts. How do we do this? We offer ourselves. We, I would say if you're, if you're attentive around here, you'll hear me. Basically, every sermon ends with consecration. Offer yourself to God. Offer yourself to Jesus. Become a follower. Become a wholehearted follower. Step out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. He's rescued us. Live for Him. Give your life to Him. Order your mind, thinking, heart, hands, eyes, mouth, feet, where you go, what you do. Put it under Jesus. Be careful, little feet where you go. All of that's, that's consecration. That's offering ourselves. Second one, we remain learners. We are disciples. We have not arrived. I feel like we need to just say it gently, but we have not arrived. Revelation, we're not there. So we get to always be learners in worship and in prayer. And that's just a great way to posture ourselves, right? Just to be learners. We're growing. We're in process. We cut each other's slack and grace because nobody's arrived. Nobody is there. I was on a website this week. I, th- I thought it was great. Uh, John Eldridge, this Ransomed Heart website, and he has a thing called a daily prayer, which I encourage everybody to check it out. It's just putting yourself under Jesus. He's got two main aspects to his prayer. He says, there's two main aspects to prayer we all have to grab a hold of. One is to take your place in Christ. We're in Christ. So we want to take our place there. We want to get under his authority and, and live life with him, abide in him. The goal of life is to abide in Christ. Apart from him, you can do nothing. nada, zero, nothing at all. So take your place in Christ. And then the second piece of that is cut off the attacks. 
Take your place in Christ. Cut off the attacks. We are constantly being bombarded. And so spiritual warfare is a big part of our prayers. Intercession, that we would just in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, Lord, just bind the work of Satan. Cut off that attack. Cut off that lie. Cut off that lie. Intercede for other people. Create a meeting between them and God where you say, Lord, stop that work from the enemy in their lives in the name of Jesus. Open their hearts to you so that they can respond to you. You're wooing them. You're drawing them. Our prayers are all part of that process. Third thing, we stir motivation. So I want to stir up motivation in my heart. I I want to be motivated to pray. Uh, Joy, that's a big one for me. I think we're all motivated by joy. Everybody's moving toward what they think is going to make them happy. Get it? Everybody's doing it. And just whether it's messed up, broken, believing a lie, whatever, but we're moving that way because we think it's going to give us more joy in life. And so in his presence is the fullness of joy. Stir that up. Stir that up. Turn the switch on. Like joy, joy is there. I'm moving toward the prayer meeting. I'm moving toward the place of prayer because joy is there, because growth is there, because wisdom is there. You lack wisdom? Ask God. Move to the place of prayer for wisdom. All of those things. And again, we're all in process of a testimony being written. You're not there. You might be in a good time. You might be in a hard time. But you're in process of a testimony being written in your life. The story where we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and loving not our souls unto death. I'm, I'm preaching more than you guys are amening right now. But that's, that's, that's so, so good. So we stir motivation. I'm not done. The Lord's not done with me. I haven't finished growing. I'm not complete yet, but I'm in process. And I'm moving toward that goal in Jesus Christ. And then the last piece there is we just begin to pray. I was talking with a bunch of people actually this week, but one of them was Pam Smith, longtime 25-year intercessor here at the church, and, and was talking with her about prayer. And she wrote me a little email back and had a bunch of great ideas in it. But one of the things she said down toward the end was, we just, we just have to begin to pray. You just, you got to start. And you go and you don't know everything that's happening in the prayer meeting. That's all right. Come anyway. Just, and, and you, a baby doesn't come out of the womb, you know, knowing how to walk and run and do stuff. And, and we don't come out ready to pray. We got to, We need help. We need models. We need to learn from other people, and and we may be wobbly at first, but before long, we got we can we can do this thing. We can do it together. So, yeah, we we'll just get going. Here's the main thing. God's inviting us. I was just trying to get language to be learners in the joyful journey. Like it's a joyful journey, adventure. It's an adventure of praying in the kingdom with all kinds of prayers. So it's not just. One kind of prayer, it's all kinds of prayers. And so we're going to talk about that and just throw some things in the big hopper here. And hopefully these will be an equipping, stirring you up kind of thing to make you want to, uh, help you want to pray. So the, first of all, God wants us, is inviting us to learn from the prayers of Scripture. The prayers of Scripture. So uh, Psalms. Uh, Psalms. You can just, so many places in the Psalms are just great places to pray. Again, my dad and the Lord guy named Don Finto, he, that's the way he started prayer times, just always, was, was with the Psalms. And just, he called it priming the pump. You know, this is a thing they used to do a long time ago with, in order to get water out. And I did this in first service, and people looked really confused at what I was doing. 
but this is, I'm working a, I'm working a pump, and it's a thing on a farm. <laughs> and we all know what that is, right? So priming the pump, it just gets the water flowing, the Psalms. I, uh, I, uh, years ago, I wrote a letter to, I was just getting in ministry, and there's this guy I looked up to, his name is Mike Cope. And I wrote him a letter just thanking him for being an inspiration. He wrote me back a little note and encouraged me in ministry as I was just getting going and, and uh, said, your brother in Christ, Mike Cope, and then it had Psalm 63 down below it and with a little, I just thought, man, that is the coolest thing. And I, I want, I didn't, I had no clue. Psalm 63, Schmick 63. I didn't, it, it, I, I was like looking through my Bible. What is it? You know? Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. You know, I've seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your glory. Just, it's, I, that, I, that psalm became my favorite psalm because of that. And so you pray those things, that desperation, that hunger, thirsting for God like that. The prayers of Jesus. We've talked about that the first week, but the model prayer, the kingdom prayer, the unity prayer in John 17. John 17, 26. Back to that letter from Mike. Because he signed his name, Mike Cope, Psalm 63, for all these years. So for 30 years since then, I've signed my name, Jamie Miller, Psalm 63. If you ever get a little note from me, it'll say Psalm 63, or it'll say John 17, 26, or it'll say Philippians 1, 9 through 11, or it'll say Ephesians 3, 20, 21, or it'll, I got lots of favorites, John 14, 20, um, John 15, 5, that was a big season. Uh, but the point there is, I mean, even, okay, the prayers of Jesus. Father, I pray that the love that you have for me will be in them. That's how he finishes the high priestly prayer in John 17. What a great prayer. Pray that prayer. It'll change your life. It changed my life. When I got that, when I got that verse, October 11th, 1993, it rocked my world. Enough that I know the date all these years later. And that's how it got in me, the prayer of Jesus, that I was, that I was going to have the Father's love for the Son of God rocked my world. It changed the trajectory of my, I was already following Jesus, but I was like, whoa, I'm going to have the same love that the Father has for Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Apostolic prayers. So there's all these prayers, you got them in your outlines, pray them. It's not a complete list of apostolic prayers, but it's some great ones. I just put some titles on them so you kind of know what they are there. But uh, those are just some great prayers for us to be praying. So like when I'm walking and I'm going through a hard time, I'll pray Romans 15, 13. You know, may the God of all, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you'll overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, just pray it once. You just, you're walking around the block, whatever. And this is prayer walking. This is a posture thing, too. So you're praying, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Yes, Lord, peace. God, I'm anxious. In the name of Jesus, all joy and peace as you trust in Him. Believing as you trust in Him so that you'll overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You down, you bummed out, depressed. Pray that prayer. That's a great prayer, a prayer of hope. A prayer of joy and peace. A prayer of overflowing power of the Holy Spirit that brings hope. These are apostolic prayers. In, uh, in Ephesians 1, it's another one I, I pray a lot, but uh, it's just, it's so solid. You, you pray these prayers, and it's not like you're on a shaky, oh, I don't know, is this the will of God for me to pray this way? It, 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 like, I don't know what to pray. 
I don't know if I'm praying the will of God. Pray Scripture. And then you'll get kind of stirred up, prime the pump, in the flow. What's going on there? So for this reason, ever since I heard about your faith, this is Ephesians 1, 15 to 20. Ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. So, you know, the way you do that then is you say, Father, stir me up with love for your people. Give me that kind of love for your people. Lord, stir up thanksgiving in my heart. And you begin to thank God for people that are in your life or people that have impacted you or people that you've had an impact with. And Kim and I were talking about this yesterday. And it's like, she said, a lot of times I'll just start working my way up through my family tree of people that have blessed. And and we end up with Gary and Deanna Beecham a lot of times because they're the ones that called us into ministry. You could do this. I think you have a call in your life to preach. You know, that there I was at that swanky country club with him and I just threw my head back and laughed out loud fancy country club because I knew I was going to go home and tell my wife who I had an undergraduate degree in finance and I was just going to make lots of money and I in all my life all the weirdness and junk and stuff it just converged in that moment I was going to go home and tell my wife I was going to be a preacher (laughs) just like that and the Lord called me into ministry she didn't laugh like that. It was, I, I approached it much more gently with her. But uh, so the, the, the deal is we're giving thanks like that. And, and so you keep going through that prayer, you know, it, where he says, uh, I keep asking. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. That's a Trinitarian prayer of knowing God. The Father, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you'd know Him better. Lord, open our eyes. Help us to see, to know. Give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened so that you'd know the hope to which He's called you. So again, if you're bummed or going through hard stuff, pray the apostolic prayers. Here's a, Lord, enlighten the eyes of my heart so that I know the hope. Lord, would you just show me the riches of your glorious inheritance in the saints? How many times I've sat here on Sunday mornings or in prayer meetings and looked around and go, wow, God, wow, God, Jesus, you are the riches of your people, the riches of your saints, the riches of what you've got deposited in us is absolutely mind-blowing. This is incredible. I love your people. I love your inheritance. I thank you for the riches that are in your people, God. That's your inheritance. This is good. And so, and, and the power, his incomparably great power that is at work in us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted when he raised Christ Jesus from the dead and seated him far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every title can be given, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. Wow. So, Lord, would you just reveal that power in me? Would you reveal that power to us, Lord? There's no situation that I'm going through, nothing that I'm encountering right now that your resurrection power cannot deal with. Resurrection power. Lord, release resurrection power in me. Release resurrection power in us in the name of your servant, your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's apostolic prayers. And you could do that on and on and on. May your love abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. So that you can discern what's best, maybe pure and blameless until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be filled with fruit that comes through Jesus Christ to the praise of his glory. Just having those things in you so that you can pray. You're walking, you're going somewhere. The walking thing is, and I'll touch on this in positions in just a minute. 
But walking is like the, uh, the Anabaptists called this peditation. Not meditation, but peditation. So you're moving, you're, you're walking, and, and you pray one of those prayers. May the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace. Now, when you're walking straight, you can do it faster. But it's just you just take a syllable per step and you chew on a prayer. More of you, less of me. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. Isn't that good? That's a meditation prayers. Okay, so the prayers of Scripture, the prayers of others. Here's another one. We want to learn because God's inviting us to learn from the prayers of Scripture, the prayers of others. Uh, so I'm going to give you a few guys here from history. Patrick, this is like uh, 500 or so in Ireland. Uh, Christ with me. Like, isn't it amazing? 1,500-year-old prayer, and we're flashing it up on the screen because it's good. Like some of these, they wrote their prayers down, and it's good. It's a good prayer for us to be praying. Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, above me, on my right, on my left, Christ where I lie, Christ where I sit. I mean, that's good stuff. Way to go, Patrick. Amen. Lord bless you. Another one. Francis. Prayer from Francis. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there's hatred, let me sow love. Okay, so... This is a prayer for the internet. This is a prayer for social media. This is a prayer for Facebook and Instagram. Where where there's hatred, let me sow love. Where there's injury, pardon. Where there's doubt, faith. Where there's despair, hope. Where there's darkness, light. Where there's sadness, joy. Oh, divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. And not so much to be understood as to understand. And not so much to be loved as to love. Isn't that great stuff? Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. I, I want that. I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I want to be an instrument of the peace of God. I want it. I, I do. I just So uh, another one is uh, Keith. Prayer from Keith, right? Oh, Lord, you're beautiful. Your face is all I see. For when your eyes are on this child, your grace abounds to me. We need to sing this, I think. Lord, please light the fire that once burned bright and clean. Replace the lamp of my first love that burns with holy fear. I want to take your word and shine it all around. But first, help me to just live it, Lord. And when I'm doing well, help me to never seek a crown. For my reward is given glory to you. Something like that. Yeah. So... That's a pr- those are prayers, but it's not just like kind of famous people from the past. We can learn prayers from each other. Many, there's all kinds of, just be a learner. Stir it up. Just ask people, what do they do? What's fresh? What's fresh for you? What's fresh in our prayer meetings? And just let's try different stuff. Let's just be learners about all of that. It, there's just so much. I, uh, again, Pam Smith wrote that letter. She had a couple like, Oh, Jamie, I think the prayers of agreement. I just, be sure and say something about prayers of agreement where somebody prays and then everybody goes, amen, yes. There's something about unity that's powerful. She also talked about listening prayer. Not like listening prayer, freedom ministry, but just when we're in a prayer meeting, listen to God. Like that we would all have the expectation that we're going to listen to the Lord and pray the will of heaven on earth. And just 
Get your prayer journal out because you're going to hear something from God by being in a prayer meeting. With a bunch of people that are trying to pray God's will on the earth, heaven's will on the earth, you're going to hear something of heaven in that process. It's just, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, uh, Michael Hernandez, and I see in this service. So, uh, he, he's got a bunch of guys living at a house he bought and, and, uh, they converted their garage and into, and they're calling it the prayer house and, and just inviting people over. And I was asking, I said, what, what kind of things are you guys learning at, at prayer house? And he said, man, just the father's love, just about sitting there and receiving the father's love, you know, and that's a, that's a good thing. We get to the prayer meeting. Sometimes you just need to receive the Father's love. And there's all kinds of different kinds of prayers from, from people. Uh, uh, he and I were talking on the phone, and uh, he said, I want to do, I want to learn what it means to pray without ceasing. That, what is that? You know, I mean, and so I've been on a 30 year experimental journey of trying to learn what that's about. I'm, I'm not, I haven't arrived. But I'm, I've got lots of things I do along the way and appointments and stuff on my phone and, you know, all those kinds of things. Uh, so praying without ceasing. All night, he said, I want to learn about all night praying. I want to do an all night prayer meeting. Years ago, when we were first, when I was just coming into the things of the Spirit and I was in a, a really conservative uh, situation in, uh, but I was, I was, I had three other minister friends at the time, and we were all just hungry for God, and we loved getting together and worshiping and praying together. And so one time we said, let's, let's pray all night. Let's go, we, we're going to meet at this one guy's church in Irving and go to the auditorium. Let's pray all night. And it was just going to be the four of us. Well, we show up, and there's 50 people there, because we'd all told a few, hey, we're doing, we're doing this clandestine thing. It's going to be incredible. It's like, you know, the Green Berets of the faith or whatever. And uh, so 50 people come. And most everybody made it till about 2 a.m. or so. And, you know, I gotta, uh, I gotta go. And, uh, but we were sitting there. We said, let's have communion. And so we all took communion there. And the phrase I remember from that night, sitting there, it's almost three by now in the morning, was that we were basking in the embers of the evening. I, I still remember what we said that night, you know, just Jeff and Lanny and a couple of these different, uh, people and and uh, we were basking in the embers of the evening it's like you remember stuff like that try try things try stuff you haven't done and learn from other people so we're influenced i honestly we're influenced by put your seatbelts on we're influenced by the orthodox understanding uh, the, all the Christology and stuff. I mean, that has so blessed me in prayer. Of course, I did a degree on the Trinity and that kind of thing, but that's blessed me. Or the Catholics or the Anabaptist stream. All these are streams that we're a part of this river in God. You know, we're part of this glad, happy river that's got all of these streams that flow into it. The Anabaptists, you know, their devotion to Jesus, the meditation stuff, the, re- the reformers, Martin Luther said that he had so much to do every day that he had to spend the first three hours in prayer. That's pretty cool. John Wesley, been influenced by Wesley in, in prayer big time. Been influenced by the Keswick movement in England with uh, uh, Hudson Taylor and George Mueller and Amy Carmichael and C.T. Studd and then the student volunteer movement that kind of grew out of that and uh, Haystack Revival and all that. Been influenced by that. Been influenced by, by the, the Wesleyan holiness movement. I mean, those guys knew how to pray. I was reading, a, I got a 
old biography out that I hadn't looked at in years by C.G. Bevington. And Bevington was this holiness preacher, and, and he had a gift. Of, he'd pray for people for healing. They'd get healed. And so somebody came to him and said, my daughter's dying. Will you pray for her? And so he said, let me pray about it. And so he prayed and fasted for nine days. And then God said on the ninth day, yes, I want you to pray for her healing. So he prayed and fasted for eight more days, and then the girl was healed. Like, you need to hear stories like that. I, just even thinking about this biography stuff, it, it helped me realize how many biographies of prayer I've given away that are, I, I wish I had that biography back. And who knows who's got it, you know? Reese Howell's intercessor, John Hyde, the praying missionary of India, had calluses on his knees and a worn spot on the floor by his bed in the wood from where his knees went in prayer. Like, you just need to hear, like, I'm not going to do that. Our hardwoods, I'm not, I'm not going to put a deal in it. But man, that inspires me to get on my knees and pray, you know. Amen. So well, where was I at on the streams? All these different streams, uh, Reformers, Wesley, uh, the Pentecostal movement, the Charismatic movement, the, uh, the, the Vineyard movement. That was a big deal when we were first starting. Influenced by the, those guys in prayer and prayer for healing and the kingdom now and not yet and praying for the kingdom to come. All of that stuff. Is that, everybody tracking? My heart on this is that we should draw... I, when we first started the church... I'll, I'll move on from this point. But when we first started the church... Uh, Brent Mitchell and I were the key kind of pastors on staff, and he went and planted a church in Hawaii years ago, and now is uh, up in Amarillo at Trinity Fellowship. But at the at the start of the church, we were all really into the Catholic mystics. So like Jean Guion, Madame Guion, uh, Brother Lawrence, if you've ever heard of any of these names, just about practice the presence of God, pray scripture, Jean Guion, and, and chew it. And if you would, like a good piece of meat, just go ahead and swallow it. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think what the name of that book is. The experiences of Jesus, the depth of the experience of Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move on. So, Guion, Fenelon, Michael Molinas, Teresa of Avila, uh, Julian of Norwich, Divine Revelations. I mean, she just lived in a room. People fed food to her, and she was married to Jesus. She's going to have some deeper experiences with Jesus Christ, right? So it's good to read some of those. It's good to tap into that. And so here we are in the year 2019 drawing on the riches of the body of Christ. Like, like it's, it's, it's a wise thing for us to draw on those things. Yeah, everybody messed it up somewhere along the way. Nobody did it perfect. Not us, not the church down. And there's no life in, if you're going to get your life from being right, it's death. Get your life from Jesus Christ and, and own the fact that we're on a journey and we can learn from anybody, you know, that's following after Jesus. Okay, so moving on. Uh, postures in prayer. Another area where God's inviting us to, to learn prayer is postures. So here we go. So uh, um, if you're watching TV, chances are you, you're going to engage in a certain posture, right? You, when you watch TV, you sit down and not just sort of like sit like this. You kind of kick back TV posture. 
kick back, you're relaxing, and you're sitting, it's a TV posture, unless you're, you're walking, maybe, but it's short, short, you don't stay standing watching TV, you walk and you go get some cold drink, or you get some chips, you're healthy, you get some little nuts or fruit or something, and you come back, but then you achieve that, that, that posture again, you know, it's kind of chill, and so in the same way, prayer has a posture, and it's all, it's different things, but it's not TV posture, it's going to be hard for you to engage in prayer, in TV posture. So you, you, you do different things. And if you're stuck on something, you want to press in, kneel. Kneel. I was talking with Cola uh, about this. And, uh, and I was saying, hey, brother, tell me what's fresh for you. He goes, oh, well, I just, when I come to prayer, I think about the reverence, that I, reverence for God. And I want to kneel and just so that I can come and talk to the God of heaven and earth. Isn't that great? I mean, kneeling is a big deal. He sent me a bunch of kneeling verses and I mean, it's all over the place. You know, people kneeling in prayer. People standing in prayer. People falling flat on their faces in prayer. Face down is a great, that's a great prostrate, is a great position for prayer. Um, let me, one more. Another Her, Her, Michael Hernandez story. We were in a prayer meeting a few months ago over there, and, and I look over, and in the corner, Michael's just over there, and he's kind of doing this, and then he starts going, and starts smiling, and that's attractive to me because he's smiling. And then I look over, and he's going. <laughs> I said, Michael, what are you doing, man? Stop, time out. He goes, I'm shaking off religion. Everybody, try it. <laughs> and so the whole prayer meeting's doing this, and I mean, it just just like that as we all started going, yeah, I want to press into you, God. I want to know you. Posture matters, Okay. Creativity, last one I'm going to touch on, creativity and prayer. God's inviting us to learn prayer, to learn from creativity. Put the post-it up if you would. I was in down in uh, Waco a couple months ago for an ADS director's meeting, and uh, one of the guys who was leading the session, this is a post-it, and I encourage you, to, I'm telling you this so that you can do it. Take, take a, uh, get a post-it, write prayer there, and then write six words just the, around the outside there, that, uh, so love, devotion, he says, just brainstorm. There's no wrong answers, just what comes to mind when you think of prayer? Love, devotion, together, communion, impact, listening. He goes, okay, now, for each one of those words, take three, write three more words down. Then you're going to have 24 words that describe something about prayer, and hopefully it'll stir you up about prayer. So, wrote down, I just got to say again, you know, you're out of shape when you just, when you can't shake a little bit of religion off without huffing and puffing, it's just, it's wrong, man, it's just wrong. Okay, so love, I wrote down intimacy, fellowship, adoration, and for devotion, purity, reverence, wholehearted, for together, friends, loud, I don't know where I was going with that, health, but there's no wrong answers, Right? So communion, Lord's Supper, unity, trust, Im, uh, for impact, change, power, and wreck. Again, I don't know, wrecked in His presence, possibly, something like that. And, uh, we, and so listening, stillness, waiting, and looking. So all of those would be aspects uh, that do stir up creativity in me. And so he said, okay, now write down different practical things you can do. So hit that next slide. So I wrote down... Praying together out loud, praying scripture passages, stillness and silence, 
for a certain amount of time. That's a creative uh, way to pray. Taking communion together. Impact prayer, where there's an answer in the moment. Uh, BHAP prayers. Those are big, hairy, audacious prayers. That's Ron uh, Parrish. Uh, Fasting, we're starting that tomorrow. Harp and bowl, that's just where we worship and pray together. Mix worship and prayer together. Mornings prayer at the prayer room. Prayer walks, we talked about that. One topic prayer, that's where you just have a prayer meeting and you're praying about one thing. One thing. Praying in tongues. Okay, so that's um, just, let me, just one quick word on, on praying in tongues. Just, I want to just encourage you, if you don't pray in tongues, you're free, and God doesn't, everybody doesn't have to have every gift. But I, but I do want to say this, you might try it, you might, might just try it. Just like, you know, if you're going to have the gift of mercy, you don't just go, oh, I have to do mercy on you. That's not the way it works. It doesn't work like that. You have to actually go over and express mercy. If you're going to do hospitality, you got to buy some chips and stuff. You got to, you, there's, you got to do stuff. And all I'm saying on, 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 on prayer in, in, in tongues is that you actually have to do something and just try it. Just experiment. And if it's edifying, you may want to keep doing that. You know, Paul describes that in 1 Corinthians 14. It's not a whole teaching on that. It's just, but in the context of creative prayer, I found that a lot of people find help in, in praying in tongues. Okay? So, man, just a little bit of oh, this shaking thing just wore me out. Okay, so how do we do this? We just begin, you guys. We just start. Start today. Start tomorrow. Start in the prayer time. Start with your closest people. You live in a, you got roommates? Set up some time to pray with them. You know? If you're, if you're married, set up some time to pray. Get an agreement about w- when are we going to pray. Um, if you've got a family, I, I've already had some great testimonies about people creating new rhythms to pray with their children. I mean, boom, that's, that's a win because spiritual warfare goes all around what I'm talking about right now. There have been massive answers to prayer during this series because we're taking new ground. There's also been massive kind of pushbacks with spiritual warfare because we're taking new ground. It's a, that's what's going on in this. But whatever, in all those different spheres, man, I just want to encourage you to start. Just open your mouth, create the time, schedule it, and start. Let's stand up. Amen. Okay, so ministry team, if you would, come on up. People that are going to pray. We'll just take a few minutes here. Worship team, come. Yeah, we've got a lot of people that just love to pray. A lot of our life group leaders and different leaders in the church. I want to encourage you guys to come on up. (laughs) Amen. So, yeah, let's just, let's respond to God here. Um, I think the big, the big thing is just where is God stirring expectancy in your own life? Just and That's the place you want to pray into that. So whatever that, that is, God answers prayer. Sometimes we need help. We get prayer from others. But man, let's really press in to those places of faith and expectancy. And, you know, if you need a breakthrough in prayer, man, get somebody to pray with you and get help. And God just answers prayer. He'll use this time right now to meet us, to change us, and to change the future. So Lord, help us right here. I pray that everyone who, who wants help in this area, creativity, 
postures, taking next steps, expectancy would get help. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You guys come, whatever your need is, come get prayer. Let's see.